Those people-pleasing tendencies cannot go where you are headed. Ah, that is the topic of today's episode. Hi, guys. My name is Janelle Roberts. I am your host of the Tall the People podcast, and I'm just so excited to be here today. Um, I, I just, this topic is just on my heart so heavy. I'm currently going through something right now, and I feel like as we heal and as we grow as people, we tend to go through these chapters where we have to learn something new about ourselves, but also overcome something about ourselves. And I think that can be exhausting. And I think that just goes back to the conversation that no one is fully healed. There's always going to be something new to tackle. There's always going to be something new for us to discover about ourselves. So I'm really excited for this conversation. If this is your first time listening to the To All The People podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. There are so many different conversations that we have on this podcast, mostly about healing, stepping into our higher selves. And honestly, I am like your big sister or little sister that will call you out and be like, hey, we got to fix this and we got to overcome this and we got to make this work because the way that we've been moving, it's not working anymore. So let's get into the episode. I feel like this episode is a hard one for me. Because I feel like I've done a very great job of protecting my peace. And I think a lot of us have. I think we know how to set those boundaries. I think we know how to set them with people. I think we've, we are healing from our trauma. I think we identify the patterns, all of those different things. However, what I am starting to acknowledge and recognize as I get older is that I have a tendency to avoid situations that make me uncomfortable. And I oftentimes try to humanize people and situations, which is really bad. And I had to ask myself, like, do is it because I care about being liked? And it honestly has nothing to do with being liked, I think, or perceived because I just, I genuinely don't care if people like me or not. I just think that when you grow up in trauma and when you are in an environment where it's just so extreme, like if you had a narcissistic parent, there's a lot of anger that they kind of have, or there's just one extreme. It's never healthy and it's never balanced. So I feel like I've worked very hard at balancing my emotions. However, I did not realize that in balancing my emotions that I've just kind of been suppressing a lot of my emotions and avoiding them to not have to deal with them. I am not an angry person. I do not actually I'm lying I backtrack on that I do not like to be angry or be around things that make me angry because I know that I have this angry strand or a piece of me that's inside of me I just know it you know when I was a kid growing up I suppressed so many of my emotions I was a very very angry child I wasn't like angry enough to take it out on people and be aggressive and be mean and be like fuck you and no I wasn't like that I think I was more angry at my circumstances and like the cards that I was dealt with. And I feel like in that anger, I kind of resented myself a lot. And I think I was angry because I couldn't save myself from the situations, but I was just a child. So I've been able to humanize myself in that essence where, Janelle, you were just a baby. There was absolutely nothing you could do. There was absolutely nothing you could have done. So what I did as I got older, well, I was like, all that anger that I've been carrying, we're just going to have to put that in a box for now and focus on all 
all these other issues. I've learned how to not use anger to fuel me because I started realizing that when I went to college, being the first person to go to college, well, graduate from college, you know, um, even when I played sports, a lot of my accomplishments were fueled, fueled by anger and on the other side of anger is fear. So I was very, very fearful. And I think more recently, more than ever, um, at 28, at this this young slash big girl age, my late 20s, I love, I love, I love aging. There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I love it. I feel like I've really, really just realized that I have kind of been ignoring that skeleton in my closet. I've been ignoring it really, really badly. I think that I've been around beautiful and well-rounded people. I think I know how to pick and choose my relationships. I think I think there's that. However, there's that part of me that has that I have not dealt with and it's that anger side. And I am being so vulnerable. Please do not come for my neck. I want you guys to just let me be. I'm not a perfect person. I want y'all to know that. But one thing that I've really noticed is in this anger, I have become very, very avoidant. A very, very, very avoidant person. I have actively chosen to not allow myself to ever get out of character. And in doing so, without allowing me to get out of character, I have kind of ignored having hard conversations. But not just ignored having hard conversations. I just don't allow myself to be around people that are going to pull me out of character which I think is important because I do feel like silence is sometimes the best answer. When I look at my friendships, when I look at the people that I have around me, these are all people that I never have to come out of character for. If there's an issue, we resolve it right then and there, but these aren't people that I'm angry at. These are people that I love. These are people that that have the capacity to hurt me, but don't. but would never do that. You know what I'm saying? These are strong relationships, which I'm really blessed to have. However, in this new business scale of my life, as I continue to elevate, I'm learning that there's a part of me that has to learn how to be more, how can I say it, transactional in a way. And I think one thing that I've done to kind of eradicate my anger is to be a people pleaser. And I think a lot of people pleasers are actually angry. And I don't think we talk about it enough. I think a lot of people pleasers are angry. Um, whether you're not right now, you will become angry because it's like everything that you do for other people, they don't do it in return. And it's very similar to having Cinderella syndrome where you're constantly taking care of people, cleaning up, you want this, you want that. And you're just always showing up. You're just always there, always that friend, always that daughter, always that brother, always that cousin, always that auntie. You're always that person for everybody. You're always that person. But no one is going to go to extreme lengths that you go to. And I know that's very that hurts to say because sometimes we sit up and we're like, oh, my God, never, no one's ever going to give how I give. No one's ever going to show up how I show up. And it's just because, like, the way that you're showing up is actually super fucking unhealthy. Being a people pleaser is unhealthy. Doing X, Y, Z is unhealthy. Raising your siblings while you're a teenager is unhealthy. That is not normal. That is that is not normal. And I think the moment that we realize that the behaviors and being a people pleaser is not normal, 
that's when we can fully begin to heal and acknowledge all of these other areas in our life that we really need to erase because being a people pleaser sometimes when we don't get our way, it puts us into a victim mindset. And every narcissist that I know in my life was once a victim. It's all stemmed from trauma. Like the biggest narcissist in my life was a victim. I'm not going to take that away from them. They had a very hard upbringing. They had a very hard life. But in doing so, I kept saying, oh, because they were a victim, I have to people please them or I have to do this. And my narcissist was once was a people pleaser and they never got their way and then look at them. And I think sometimes we have to look at the people around us, the narcissists in our lives as like as a reason as to why we need to change or be more proactive when it comes to setting healthy boundaries and saying no and saying, hey, I don't like being treated this way or hey, I won't do that. Because in the long run, in the long game, you do not want to fucking look back on life and be like, God. God damn, like I chose to completely ignore that side of me that I needed to work on. It's just like as I I feel like one thing that I really am recognizing about myself is, and I think this is healing, is to acknowledge that you are not a perfect being, that there are things that we need to focus on and work on, is that I cannot keep being who I am, the loving, caring and fun Janelle and the giving Janelle when it comes to my art, when it comes to my work, and most importantly, when it comes to me. Because people are so damn transactional and we have to learn how to put down our giving and loving spirits in certain rooms. There's this quote that Beyonce says, and I'm, it's, it's along the lines of this, it might not be the right, the exact one, but there's this one thing that she says where she says, you cannot, and she said, and I repeat, you cannot be nice and also be a, a businesswoman or work in a business field. And I'm just like, God damn. And I just think about that so much. And I feel like sometimes I take a step forward and then I take a step back because I don't know how to maneuver the boundaries in, in that area of my life. When you are not actively a transactional person, because we always talk about transactional per people, I'm not a transactional person. My relationships are not transactional. When you think about it, like when you, when we, I feel like most people that listen to this podcast, they're not transact. We're not transactional people. We are giving people. We love to give. And I think sometimes we can get so caught up in being the giver that we forget or we don't even acknowledge until we finally do acknowledge that we have been emotionally starving our own selves and we have been emotionally starving. We have been malnourished. We have been ignored. We have been neglected. And I feel like no one had ever taught me growing up how to have a healthy balance with being kind and loving opposed to being this businesswoman who wants to move into this into this direction, who needs to be powerful, who needs to put their foot down, who needs to say no. I am still navigating that because like I'm not even just trying to like say this. I am an incredibly kind person. <laughs> And I'm not just saying that. It's just like I'm such a kind person and I feel like I I have to understand that not everybody is like that. And I feel like I have to learn how to put my foot down. I have to learn how to say no. And I think the first thing that I did was put my foot down with my family. And once I started realizing I had Cinderella syndrome, I started realizing that I am actually like hyper, hyper aware. Not only that, I am hyper active. 
not only that, like I am hyper independent and hyper independence is such a scary place to be. Like having hyper independence is not a flex. It's not because it ruins almost every single aspect and every single stage of your life. I am an incredibly hyper independent person. And I feel like with that hyper independence, I just people neglect you. They're just like, oh, she's the strong friend. She's fine. She doesn't need me. She can handle it by herself because she's a hyper independent ass girl. She don't need us. She got it. People will actually know that you're hyper independence and then just choose to completely emotionally neglect you, abuse you and mistreat you. And that's why I feel like at 27, 28, around this age, your friendships begin to fall apart. Like some of them stay strong, but some of them fall apart because those other friendships do not they no longer serve you like they they it, it, things just start to get really weird when you turn 27 I'm not kidding um and I feel like me being the hyper independent friend allowed other people in my life to mistreat me whether it was my parents whether it was my friendships and I feel like when I decided I no longer wanted to be hyper independent in these relationships those relationships begin to crumble my friendships the one friend I told you about, the 14-year friendship, that one crumbled because I I challenged them and I said, I need you to see me. Me and you have never had an issue before. I've been nothing but a good friend to you. I need you to humanize me and have my back on a situation that is so completely fucked up. It shouldn't even be rocket science for you to look at me and be like, you know, you are so right. This is so messed up. I'm so sorry this happened. And I'm sitting over here trying to push someone to see my viewpoint. But it's the simple fact that even in this relationship, I'm also taking care of this other person while also trying to find them and take care of my emotions that's the thing a lot of our relationships when you are a people pleaser and you are hyper independent it's us taking care of other people and once you decide I no longer want to be this that's when that foundation starts to crumble with these other relationships and these other people hyper being hyper independent is a no it's not a flex. It's not cute. Because if you have to be hyper-independent all the time, that means that your emotional needs are not being met. That means your feelings are being neglected. That means that you will feel alone and isolated most of the time. I don't want to be a hyper-independent person. I'm okay with being independent, but I don't want to be hyper-independent when it comes to my emotions. That's why I was such an angry child. That's why I felt the way that I felt. Because in my hyper-independence, I neglected so many different aspects and so many different layers of myself. And, it, and as a result, I actually became a lot more emotional immature than most people in a different way not emotional immature when it comes to certain things but it is so hard for me to lean on other people when something is wrong with me it is so hard for me to go to other people and be like hey I'm going through this difficult time I'm going through this because I'm so used to self-soothing myself which is also not healthy or not good because it puts you in this mindset that nobody cares about me I'm on my own I have to figure it out on my own it's a very 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 hard and still and unstable mindset to be and I feel like a lot of that time that that having that mindset I'm alone nobody's there it made me super depressed when I had never ever actually given my significant other or given one of my friends the opportunity to call them up and be like hey I'm really going through this difficult time I didn't even know that was an option until I started going to therapy and my therapist said you need to start calling people when you're sad you need to start calling people when you're upset it is not normal to sit and stuff by yourself. Now, there's a period where you will have to be isolating. You do have to deal with your own emotions. But if you're on that ledge, sometimes you need somebody to talk you off of it. I'm just learning that there are so many things that I really am learning to unpack about myself. I just want you to ask yourself, like, what am I doing in these relationships to keep them alive? 
Am I overextending myself? Am I the friend that's always driving? Am I the friend that's always paying for the food? Am I the friend that's always reaching out to hit them up? Am I the friend that's always doing this? Because people have to meet you in the middle. They really, really do. I feel like my hyper-independence is really, I think acknowledging my hyper-independence is actually pushing me to be more aware of the fact that this is actually a trauma response. <laughs> like, really and truly, it actually is a trauma response. And when I say, like, your people-pleasing tendencies cannot go where you are headed, I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely mean that. I don't want to, like, go too deep in it, but recently, um, you know, to all the people media... I had to uh, I had to face a very difficult task where I had to basically let someone go. Um, and it was very, 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 very difficult for me. I'm not gonna lie because um, the original job that they had signed up for, they did not enjoy doing it. They were just like, I just don't enjoy doing this. So my nice ass instead of just being like, well, I hired you for this. I need this instead of letting them go. I let them tell me all their problems. I'm listening, yada, 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 this, because when you have a healing spirit, people know that you do. I, I ended up keeping this person here, and it just ended up becoming, like, a thing where I was just trying to find things for them to do because the original position that I had, I needed, the original position, the original position I needed that person to be in, they cannot fulfill it. So I just made up another position for them, even though I did not need that position. I had decided that I am going to create a position that is no use for me in my life to try to keep this person here or to try to be nice. And that's what we tend to do in our relationships, isn't it? We need certain positions in our life fulfilled, and we completely will ignore it. And then we'll just go try to find something else or try to find someone else or not even find someone else. We'll just accept what's there and just say, you know what, because they're around, let me just keep them around. And I'll just try to find some way for them to fit in my life when you need to throw them out and toss it out because... That's how we accumulate excess. That's how we accumulate waste. That's how we neglect. Because instead of my needs being met, instead of me hiring this person to help me in a way that would benefit me for the long run with my podcast and everything, I thought to myself, oh, because they don't like it, let me go ahead and neglect myself once more and just try to create a position for them. Because I am a people pleaser. I'm too nice. And I didn't want to deal with the thing of saying, hey, I actually have to let you go because this 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 situation right here is not working. My needs are not being met, but I'm going to meet your needs and I'm still going to pay you and I'm still going to pay you well and I'm still going to make sure you're good even though my needs are not being met. And what logical or real world does that even make sense? It doesn't make sense at all. It does not make sense at all, not in any way, shape or form. Like, I don't want to be on this constant loophole of putting myself in harm's way to try to make other people happy, especially people that do not serve me or do anything for me. And I think there's a difference. We feed people that also feed us. And I hate to say it, but that's how life has to be. And this day and age with social media and everybody being on this app and stuff, everything is so fucking transactional. No one wants to go out of their way to do anything. And I think I'm just so exhausted of the transactional aspect. And I guess I just didn't realize how bad it was. Because I remember when I was 
at home and couldn't get out of bed and was depressed. Nobody was calling me then and checking up on me. I remember, I literally remember like having friends saying, you're not going to amount to anything. You're not going to become anything to now having this. I remember those days when people forgot about me. I remember the, the time when people said I wouldn't be anything to now being this and everybody's in your, your space. Everybody's smiling in your face. And when you have a healing spirit and when you are loving and when you are kind, people, it's just like pe no one tells you that there are so many devils in sheep's clothing that will try to come in and create chaos to make you unwell, to make you unhappy. And we don't realize that sometimes God will be the definitive thing challenging us to be our best self because sometimes that excess, that waste is the one last thing we need to remove to kick off our life and step into exactly who we are and step into our calling. That is the real thing. The moment I cut off that friendship was the moment that I got my highest brand deal ever. The moment that I removed this person was the moment that my career began to take off. It has to be that way. And I know it's so scary. I know it doesn't make sense. I know. It, and it's just like deep down, you know it. You know, deep down, you feel it. Deep down, you know that it's time for you to remove this person or it's time for you to let this aspect of yourself go. But sometimes we are so used to the self-sabotaging behavior. Sometimes we are so used to being manipulated. Sometimes we are so used to being put down all the time that we don't even know what it feels like to grasp onto anything that is good and just solely ours that we don't have to work too hard for. Do you get what I'm saying? We are so used to being mistreated. We are so used to being neglected that sometimes we have honestly trained ourselves and also to some degree have become addicted to misery and pain and unhappiness that we will sit up and put up with whatever and no more. No more of doing that. This episode is for you because there is no more of overextending ourselves for people and things who do not do the same thing for us. Now, I get it. Sometimes it will be 80 and 20 in a friendship or relationship. And sometimes you'll be given 80 and that person will only give you 20. And sometimes the roles will reverse. Sometimes that person will be giving you 80 and you 20. That's a different type of that's a different type of thing. That's just called having a healing relationship. That's just called having a human relationship. However, when it comes down to being in situations with people that just bring us down, that we're constantly overextending ourselves into, constantly having to ask the boyfriend, can we go, can you take me on a date? Constantly having to say, well, can I do this? Or constantly having to say that. Like even on my TikTok when people be like, goals, goals, goals. I'm like, the bare minimum, bare minimum should not be a goal. That is just simply the bare minimum. That's how a person is supposed to show up in life for you recognize whether or not you're just addicted to the trauma and addicted to the misery. And it's okay to admit that. I was addicted to having self-sabotaging behaviors. I was addicted to ruining my relationships because that's what I saw growing up. I, I grew up with someone that didn't have friendships. I grew up with someone that isolated themselves and isolated us. So I didn't even know what it felt like to have a good friend until I went into my own period of isolation, my own healing and prayed to God and talked to God about, God, I want to show up in the world as this person and, and, and I want to be this and I want to be able to do that and I, and I want to be able to love on myself and I want to be able to be healing and I want to be able to be kind. I just want you to know that, like, most importantly, it's just not too late. It's not too late to really prioritize your mental health. It's not too late to prioritize your physical health. It's not too late to to focus on those relationships. You know, we when we look at the year, like, the year just started, 
You know, I just think it's very important for you to remove the excess so you can focus on yourself because how much of you are you actually neglecting? What about that book you want to write? Or what about that acting job you want to do? What about moving to that new city? What about singing that song? How much of the people around us or how many people around us are actually distracting us from getting to that goals? And they might not be like, you You get what I'm saying? Like it, it, it kind of is distracting us from getting to that goal. Do you get what I'm saying? I feel like it's really important to acknowledge when we are distracted, you know, with our people-pleasing tendency because we want to stay and we want to help. And I just feel like when someone loves you and someone cares about you, they're not going to force you to stay and being in an environment where they actively just want you to just stay there and stay put and take care of them. That's not love. That's slavery. And you have to know the difference between someone wanting you to win and someone wanting to hold you captive, like you're an animal, and you have to know the difference between the two. It is, it is inhumane, and it is not natural to have to work so hard or to have to give up your wants and your desires because those people-pleasing tendencies cannot go where you're headed. Those people-pleasing tendencies cannot go in those audition rooms. Otherwise, you end up selling your soul. Otherwise, you end up selling yourself short. Otherwise, you stay in that relationship. Otherwise, you stay with this person. Like It's just too much. You, I think it's just so important to kind of cut that weight because whether you see it or not, trauma changes our DNA. Being like this changes our DNA. And then we pass it down. We pass it down to our children and we just have this entire, this entire damn village of people that are unhealed and taking advantage and misusing. But recognize when it's transactional. And I'm working on not being avoidant when it comes to it, too. And I've been asking and praying, and I'm going to literally therapy after this after this recording to talk to my therapist about it. And it's in why the idea of being that way actually makes me nervous and actually makes me scary. And I already know what she's going to say. She's going to say it probably has a lot to do with trauma because anytime you said that you were, that you were uncomfortable because it's so easy for me to vouch and fight for other people. But when it comes to myself, y'all, I struggle so badly because I was only meant, there goes back to the hyper-independence. I was only meant to protect that goes back to that people pleasing. I was only meant to protect those around me, but never myself. Never taught how to love myself. Never taught how to show up for myself. Never taught how to fight for myself. Never taught how to have morals for myself, but I can have morals for everybody else. Morals for everybody else. It's that emotional enmeshment. The idea that I am the same person as everybody else. That everyone is going to overextend themselves the same way that I do and they don't. Because that is an unhealthy way to live. And I'm telling you right now, it's not real to move like that. We, I, wouldn't, I should never expect my friend Alexa to do everything that my fiance does for me. Or everything that I do for myself. That's not normal behavior. That's... That's, you know, and it's just learning how to have healthy boundaries with yourself, but also in a way where you're not expecting too much from other people, but you get to expect more from yourself. The hyper-independence aspect of me is something that I really want to learn how to eradicate so I can move and ebb and flow throughout life. And it's so crazy because, like, the fact that I've just kind of been feeling like, oh, I'm just so happy, I'm so okay, and it's just so funny how God comes down and God's like, well, babe, listen, there's this one thing that I need you to work on. Before I can open up that door e- even further for you, there's just that one thing I need you to work on. I, I need you to work on being 
confrontational. I need you to work on being able to rise for yourself and stand up for yourself and say no for yourself. Don't avoid it anymore. It's so easy to avoid people that you don't agree with. It's so easy to avoid people that you don't like. But what about in our own personal relationships? You get what I'm saying? We cannot be a people pleaser when we want to follow our dreams. It does not work like that. It does not work like that. It's like you going to be an opera singer and you've been practicing your whole life and you go there and you sing and you blow them all the all away because you're talented. And then the director comes up to you and says, I think you would be best as stage manager. In that moment, we can choose what we want to do. We can take our voices elsewhere or we can stay there, be hyper-independent, be avoidant and do that. Or we could fight for ourselves and say, you know what? I fucking deserve this because I worked my ass off. And that's how it is. That's how I have to think about it. It's like so, it's so crazy. And I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. That was just on my heart so heavy lately. Like, I don't want to be a people pleaser anymore. It's boring. And I've said this multiple times. It's called being a fucking, a supporting actor in other people's lives. And we're not meant to support. We are in a way, but we're not meant to live for other people. We're not. Not even for our children, not even for our marriages, not even for our persons, our people. We are meant to live for ourselves. Because the moment that we're able to live for ourselves is the moment that we get to show up and love on other people even more. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, that was just on my heart so, so heavy. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the To All The People podcast. I love you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I feel like my energy was a little low today. I don't know why. I just, you know, it's just sometimes, sometimes I just feel a little bit under the weather. But uh, I love you guys so much. Just remember, being a people pleaser cannot go where we are headed. Have a good one. Bye, guys. He's one of the best scientific minds we have today.